0: sharks win the tank bowl by falling to the blackhawks two to one in a shootout i'm going to break down one of the craziest games of the year you're going to see plus why the sharks are actually committed committed to this tank so all that and more on today's episode you're locked on sharks your daily podcast on the san jose sharks Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to Locked On Sharks, the premier hockey podcast covering your favorite tanking team. In the Bay Area, my name is J.D. Young, contributor at San Jose Now, and I want to thank you for making Locked on Sharks your first listen. Proudly part of the Locked on Network. We cover your team every day, especially, especially when they give themselves a little bit of breathing room between uh, them and the Blackhawks. So if you want to be in every day, all you have to do is just follow along wherever you get podcasts or you can watch on YouTube as well. And our San Jose Sharks lose 2-1 to one to the Blackhawks in a huge, huge uh, game when it comes to trying to establish yourself as the potential number one pick in the draft and put yourself in the position to draft one Macklin Celebrini. Boy, did the Sharks... This, this game actually made me kind of feel like it might be the Sharks' year it might be their year to actually pull this thing off. So we're going to discuss uh, this game, talk about, we're going to break down the shootout and just some of the like insanity in the, the shootout that went on. Um, so we're going to do all that and break down the numbers, but before we get into that, I do want to let you guys know that today's episode is brought to you guys by Sleeper. Download the Sleeper app. Use promo code locked on HL to get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See sleeper's terms of use for details. Um, the when we get into the what the numbers say, it's insane how much. The sharks dominated this game. Just absolutely insane how much the sharks dominated this game. Um, only to put up one goal, and that—that that is why I think this might be the sharks' year to actually pull this off. So um, they're they're just just if you didn't watch the game, like the sharks had so many opportunities to score. This could have easily been a like six to one win by by San Jose. Um, Eklund had multiple chances that either like hit the crossbar or just like couldn't just barely miss. Luke Cunning hits the crossbar. Um, Cunning also misses basically a wide open shot. There's just so much stuff that went against the Sharks scoring that I actually have gotten to the point where I believe the hockey gods are doing us a favor by putting us in a position that where we're going to kind of like how, how Sharks fan we kind of look back at, you know, Jonathan Taze, if he, if he makes scores on that breakaway that he has done a bajillion times in his career, the Sharks end up third and then they're drafting Connor Bedard. Um, it kind of feels like all these little things of Ekman hitting the cross, just guys hitting the crossbar guys, just missing um, stuff like that. It's all leading towards something bigger for us. So, um, yeah, this game, had, this game had a little bit of everything. Um, the other big news, though, of course, is Mikhail Granlin, who left the game in the third period, uh, took a clean hit. Clean hit. It was, you know, he took a hit in the corner, um, and it favored his shoulder, went straight to the dressing room. Uh, Quinn has already said, quickly said, he looks like he's going to be out for a little bit. Um, so just if... Mikel Granlund is gone for any sort of time, and we don't know when Logan Couture is going to be back. It could just this could be a simple Granlund comes out and Couture comes back in uh, type of situation. We again is supposed to play on the road trip, didn't. Don't know if don't know if it was a setback, don't know what it was. It was just Couture was not ready. Um, but if the sharks do not have Couture or sorry, do not have Kotor or Granlin for any long specific of time, um, this is going to continue to get ugly as Luke Cunning was playing 2C um, in this game with, with Granlin out. Um look at who you know um you can bring if you right? i assume student would be the first guy kind of brought up from the barracuda to kind of slide in if they need to um sharks don't play again until saturday um against the ducks so that a little bit of time here to kind of rest but um that is, that's the big news coming out at least injury wise but um as for this game just the sharks had so many opportunities to try to to score points and they just couldn't uh and then in, Chicago did every – this was very much a battle of the tanks. Um, Chicago did everything they could to let the Sharks in this game. Um, Sharks had constant zone pressure in this game, and uh, basically the only way Chicago really had much kind of offense was off the rush, right? Kind of the Sharks make a mistake, and it would turn into like a 2 one And Mackenzie Blackwood was really solid there. Um, but, yeah, it came down to a nine-round shootout. <laughs> Um, in this game because the Blackhawks couldn't take advantage of a uh, power play in overtime. Mario Fraro may be the real tank captain. Um, The only goal, actual goal, Chicago scored off of his shin pad past Blackwood and then holding penalty in overtime to put the Blackhawks on a power play. Um, So Fraro might be the tank captain we didn't know we needed or had, uh, but Man, sharks have really put them again. I know it's a draft lottery, and there's a lot of stuff that's gonna happen between now and then, and you know, but um sharks have put themselves in a, a in the best possible position to win the lottery, right? That's all you can hope for is just going in, going in as, as number one and hoping that you get some luck with with that, and um just the way things are kind of bouncing or not bouncing for the sharks it makes me believe that this this is the year that you know what they're going they're going to do the thing and we'll talk more about kind of the tank and where where the tank is actually at right now um kind of what this does for san jose um we'll talk about that a little bit here at the end but um some of the guys i want to shout out before we kind of get to the numbers like i said Eklund. i thought Eklund had a really strong game and um he's going to break he's going to be having kind of he's going to have that point production coming soon um he again he could have had easily a goal two goals tonight um but just kind of missed out and i think for him once he sees that first one go in he's going to we're going to see that point production from him and that could be as soon as saturday um especially with the way the ducks have played recently the ducks have I know they've been very injury and I know they got Leo Carlson back, but they have been prone to giving up uh, their fair share of goals. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if Eklund plays really well on Saturday and he kind of uh, gets rewarded for, for some of his effort. Um, you know, I thought he played really well. The hurdle line continues to, to play really well. Um, you know, Zettelin has been kind of doing the same thing, but um, Henry Thrun again tonight, I what continues to just kind of build his case and um, you saw when the sharks needed. So in the overtime power play Thrun and Rudo played basically the entire two minutes, right? Um, and there was plenty of stoppages there. Maybe that's why, because there was so much kind of rest. It wasn't the like extended ninety second shift. It was a lot of the Hawks getting the puck on goal and either Blackwood slow, you know, ices the puck or goes out. Like there was, it was a very kind of choppy power play. But Thrunen uh, and Ruta basically played that entire power or penalty kill um, with with just a rotation of like turtle and Carpenter uh, kind of just rotating as the centerman. Um, but it just kind of goes to show you where Thrun is at right now, where that's a crucial moment. That is a, a huge moment, right? Um, You've got I know Ferraro, Ferraro would have been out there if Ferraro wasn't in the box, but you know I wouldn't have been surprised if it was Ferraro with Thrun just because of the way Thrun has been playing. He's been playing really well. You wonder if maybe... After after what happened against the the Sens, maybe th- uh, David Quinn kind of was like, "Thrun's my dude." Right now, he's been playing really well. Let him continue to gain these valuable experiences for later on down the road. So um, Thrun continues to play well. I think Ahochuk's starting to kind of he's starting to kind of see things click with him. Um, definitely being a more physical presence, and that's what he's that's what he's going to bring. Right, is that physical um, presence? I think the game starting to slow down a little bit for a check, which is what you want to see. But, um, and even Mark Edward Vlasic, I thought Vlasic played really well tonight. Um, you know, he's always going to have that hockey IQ, especially with, again, with how many two on ones and odd man breaks that, that the Blackhawks had in this game. I thought Vlasic did a really good job of, you know, in those situations, because it was usually kind of him being the one back, but kind of knowing when to make the, you know, Play the play the pass until the very last second, and then kind of make that nice little subtle play to break up an opportunity. And um, you know, maybe it's just a couple games here for Vlasic, and he's played pretty well against some inferior opponents. But good to see Vlasic playing, kind of playing a little bit better, right? Um, just because again, Vlasic has been so special for the Sharks, and you, you you know the time is coming to an end. It's nice for him to have a couple moments here and there before here and there before uh, before his career is over. So. We're gonna break down the numbers here a little bit. We'll talk about the shootout and how these sharks actually actually might be realistically committed to to this thing. So we'll get to all that here in just one second. It's almost well past the halfway point, sharks fans, and you know the season has been rough. Ooh. Um, regardless of the sharks being dead last in the current standings, I want to remind you that you could win big by playing daily fancy hockey on sleeper the official daily fantasy app of the Lockdown NHL Network. Sleepers are our number one choice for daily fantasy sports, especially daily fantasy hockey, because with Sleeper, you can win 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. All you have to do is either pick some of your favorite NHL superstars like McDavid, uh, Crosby, McKinnon, or... Pick some of your favorite Sharks like Hurdle, Slippery Pete, uh, McKenzie Blackwood, and record more or less of their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. 20, times bet on Sleeper. You need to correctly predict the outcome of eight player stats. You heard me, Sharks fans. You can win 100 times your money. Play daily fancy hockey with Sleeper. So start paying attention and nail your picks to start winning big. Use promo code locked on NHL and you'll get a hundred dollar match on your first deposit terms and conditions apply. That's code locked on NHL. See sleepers terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, let's dig into the numbers. And again, um, the sharks were dominant, especially when it came to quality chances. Uh, so, 50 minutes of 5v5 time, uh, 57 to 43 shot attempts um, in favor of the Sharks. That's nice, easy, 57 to 43, coursey 4 um, Actual shots, 33 to 16 in favor of the Sharks at 5v5. Um, scoring chances for 32 to 15 uh, in favor of the Sharks. Fifteen to five high danger chances in favor of the Sharks. Four point one six to one point two eight expected goals for in favor of San Jose. Um, the Sharks in the second period alone had two point one four expected goals for. That's almost double, double what uh, Chicago did for the entire game at five v five. Yeah. Peter Marazic, uh, he was stellar tonight, um, absolutely stellar tonight. So Mrazik, spectacles goals against all situations. Four point five six gave up one goal. Um, yeah, Mrazik was good, man. Mrazic was was good. Sometimes you gotta just tip your hat. And then, again, these are what those moments that make me believe this might be the year for for San Jose to actually do do the thing. Um, as for the Sharks' four lines, so Anthony Duclair would say healthy scratch tonight. Um, interesting decision there. <coughs> Excuse me. Anthony Duclair, healthy scratch there tonight. Um, so we had a little bit different lines. Uh, we had Eklund, Hurdle, Zadina at least for the start, and then before Granlin left. Eklund, Hurdle, Zadina, Barabanov, Granlin, Zedderlin, LeBanc, Carpenter, Sabrin, and then Hoffman, Cunning, Bailey uh, were your lines. And with the especially with how jumbled up, uh, as as things kind of got a little bit crazy in the third period with Grantland leaving, um, the looks a little bit different, but the hurdle line interesting enough. So they played 10 37, shot attempts were 10 to 14, um, and three to seven actual shots on goal, um, 0.25 to 0.39 expected goals for. Three to five scoring chances, one to two high danger chances with five, three, two zone starts. So not as good of a night as that you would kind of expect, especially watching the game. It it felt like those guys were kind of making a lot of good opportunities. And um, tonight, I, I feel like this is one of those where I don't think the stats or the the analytics match what we saw in it because i felt like that line was kind of doing whatever they wanted to if that makes sense and um you know we're we're a couple inches from equin having two goals on that line and and this this line really kind of being the story of the game tonight so um just interesting there i assume again without grandland i assume we're probably going to kind of i wouldn't be surprised if we just have like a kind of a super line where you just put the best players that you possibly can on the top line, whether it's Eklund hurdles, Zetterlin, and just hope that they can carry you. Um, if, especially if you don't have Couture and or Granlin uh, coming up. So uh, the Granlin line put 846, they had eight to six shot attempts, actual shots was six to one uh, 0.59 to 0.21 expected goals four six to two scoring chances, two to nothing high danger chances. Um, Hoffman, Cunningham, of Bailey played 549. Uh, they had four to four shot attempts, one to one actual shots, 0.17 to 0.21. Expected goals, four, uh, two to one scoring chances, one to one high danger chances. And then you had the LeBron. Bank, uh Carpenter Sabrin line. Um, they had one to five shot attempts, one to two actual shots, um, 0.11 to 0.05 expected goals 4 one to one scoring chances of one high danger chance four. And then the Hoffman Carpenter Bailey line, they scored the goal. Um, great work by Bailey on the four check. Um, just kind of gets in there behind behind the net um, and does a really good job of finding uh Ryan Carpenter. Good for Ryan Carpenter again, kind of one of those good guys that you, you know, um, Bounce around the league, bounce around between the AHL and the NHL. Um, good for him to kind of score a goal every once in a while. So get rewarded for his hard work because he he works hard. He does you know exactly what you'd want as a fourth line center. So, um, the Hoffman Carpenter belly line, three to two shot attempts, three to one extra shots. Like I said, scored the goal 0.11 expected goals, four on uh, to 0.01 expected goals against uh, one scoring chance, four. Um, so, good job by them. But overall, again, San Jose offensively did <laughs> kind of dominate this game. And it was a lot of, again, a lot of, opportunities off the rush not a lot of sustained offense but uh, opportunities off the rush for Chicago um, which has kind of been the opposite of what we've seen from San Jose right how often is it um, the other team has a lot of scoring or you know kind of a lot of sustained offensive zone time and then San Jose they get an opportunity off the rush um, and and that's kind of how their offense has been this year so um, as for the defensemen. So um, leading the way Corsi wise uh, for the defenseman, Kyle Burrows, who got into a fight tonight. Um, so he had 66.67%, Corsi 4, 22 to 11 shot attempts. Oh, Chuck, uh right behind it, 21, point, uh, 21 to 12 shot attempts, 63.64. Um, Mario Fryer, 24 to 17, 58.54, Corsi 4. Jan Rudis 16 to 13, 55.17. Uh, again, this is all 5v5, five five, um, Vlasic 16 to 15, so 51.61, and then Theron 15 18, 45.45 core C4. So um, as for McKenzie Blackwood, um, again, wasn't overly tested, but um he made some big saves when he had to Right, a lot of two-on-ones a lot of those rush atta- uh shot attempts um that he kind of you know stood tall with so 24 25 saves uh one goal against expected goals against all situations was 2.38 five to six high danger five out of six high dangerous uh saves on his shots six to six mid danger and ten for ten low danger so um Light workload for Mackenzie Blackwood, especially compared to what he has seen tonight. Um, and we'll talk more about the shootout and kind of where the, the sharks are at with the tank here uh, in just one second. Passion, drive, and patience. But bring home a winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle And leveled up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to find your vehicle. Uh, Sorry, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. So keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guarantee fit. Only available to you as customers. All right. um, Let's talk about the shootout, uh, which was (laughs) just just insane so the blackhawks had like multiple chances to win this game um with several pucks literally just kind of like sliding along either sliding along the goal line or just stopping on the goal line um i know dickinson had uh his then i think it was was it reichel or pitlick no no donato um one of the one of the other Chicago guys, where it literally just like stops, like right on on the um, goal line, um, and this it, this could have been over much quicker. But uh, nine round shootouts. Um, but the Sharks just their Quinn. This is why I think Quinn is actually kind of maybe secretly. We can not committed to the tank. Um, here's the order of the lineup. And again, these guys practice all this stuff, you know, and he sees what these guys practice and kind of knows where they're at, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So Zetterlin went first. That's fine. Zetterlin's a, you know, one of the, the two sharks skull scores who have hit double digits this year, Kevin, Lebank who scored. So good hurdle. Fine. Mike Hoffman, Luke Cunnan, then William Eklund, then Henry, defenseman Henry Thrun, Barabanov, and then Zadina. Just again, Henry defense rookie defenseman Henry Thrun is in there before like. Bear or um well I, and again they I know grandland's hurt um and the sharks aren't the most talented offensive team in the, in the world but yeah just interesting decisions there and and very much tongue-in-cheek again very much tongue-in-cheek um David Quinn sarcastically said um this morning his kind of zoom press availability I was Very sarcastic, sarcastic. I was pissed about the three game winning streak. Why did that went on during the draft lottery? We ended up getting fourth. So why did we go on that winning streak in March? But it sure felt good in March. Again, sarcastic. But if you're like me, who's very sarcastic all the time, there's always just a grain of truth in your sarcasm, right? And again, the shark. There's a million different ways where the sharks could have gotten one less point. The Blackhawks could have gotten one more point, point. Um, and San Jose would be in uh, would have the third. They would have won the draft lottery. Connor Bedard would have been a shark, et cetera, et cetera. And there's a whole timeline, you know, timeline where where that happens. And um, again, there's just this grain of truth and, and stuff with, with this, right? With some of the decisions, and again. Anthony Duclair, fine. If you want to bench him for whatever reason, but I know he didn't have the greatest game, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, whether it's not, you know, we know the sharks struggle to score goals. Anthony Duclair not had a great season. Um, but again, it's not like not like the Sharks have, you know, they, they, so Duclair was, was a healthy scratch and Addison were healthy scratches and Addison has not played really well the past couple weeks. So, um, you know, the, the Sharks are really kind of thin, right? Um, and Ty Emerson got sent home because of, of his injuries. So he's not even with the Sharks. He's, he was back in San Jose already. Um, you, you know, playing Mike Hoffman. Mike Hoffman was perfectly cromulent tonight. Um, Scott Saverin, Scott Saverin, awesome fight tonight. Um, that was a, like a minute long fight. Um, but like, maybe just, maybe the Sharks, again, coaches are never going to say this. Print offices are never going to say it. Like you, you tried to win every game, right? Um, et cetera, et cetera. But just interesting decisions where, where the sharks are at. So, um, right as of right now. Um, so recording this, so this it's almost 9 30 PM, uh, who's still yet to play. So actually everyone has played tonight. So the sharks currently sit number one, a four point lead between them and Chicago, um, for the number one spot. uh, San Jose has 24 points. Chicago is 28 points with a game in hand. And then third place is Anaheim with 31 points, um, also with a game in hand. And then Ottawa, uh, who's been very bad this year as well, they're also at 30 points, uh, but they have multi- they have six games in hand. So the big ones that we have to worry about are Anaheim and Chicago. But the Sharks have built up a pretty nice. Nice little gap, especially between San Jose and Anaheim and the Sharks. I think Anaheim is going to, as they start to get players back and people back, and I know um, they're going to be missing some people for a while. I can't believe Leo Carlson came back in like three and a half weeks, but um, they're very much, I think, in a position where they're going to kind of maybe start to build some momentum. And again, there's a nice gap. Uh, between, um bet- you know, a seven-point gap between sh- between the, the Sharks and and Anaheim. the Sharks have to go uh, basically on a four-game winning streak, uh, while Anaheim doesn't get a, a single point for them to catch them. So plenty plenty of space there. Sharks are putting themselves in a very good position. Um, the Pittsburgh pick, though, getting a little worrisome um, as they have gone six-two and two in their last. 10, um kind of one of the the better teams in the, the recently. Uh, wow, Edmonton's one eleven straight. Good for them. Um but Pittsburgh kind of start, you know, they're they're right now they're 18th with 48 points. They're right there on that bubble. So we need Pittsburgh to start to kind of lose some games here. Um going forward. The thing, let's see, Pittsburgh though does have one of these strengths strength of schedules going forward. They have the seventh toughest strength of schedule uh, going forward. They still have multiple games against the Winnipeg Jets, multiple games against the Boston Bruins. Uh, they got to play the Canucks. They got to play the Rangers. A couple games against the Rangers. got like they have a bunch of games here. So uh, while the Sharks are the second easiest schedule, only behind Anaheim now. Um, so and Chicago's schedule is 24 third easiest so they you know things are looking okay for for san jose here uh, so we need to root for pittsburgh to start to lose some games here to really kind of put that pick in the the middle yeah you know, that sweet spot would be like 12 through 15 um situation i think we'd feel really good about one of those picks there because i think the defensemen that are going to be available in that range are going to be very good um if you want to learn more about potential defenseman that are going to be there. Um, our good friend, Tony Ferrari, our ball King joins the show. Uh, and that'll be coming out tomorrow where we start our 2024 draft discussion um, with, you know, a nice overview. We talk about Macklin, Salbrini. We talk about uh, just kind of how weird this draft class is and how there's so many questions to still be answered. We talk a lot about the defenseman. So, Make sure you guys are following wherever you get podcasts. Um, you can watch on YouTube as well. Uh, because we are we're here, guys. Draft season is, is officially starting at locked on sharks. So uh make sure you guys are, are locked in for this because this is this is why we lose all them games, as uh Bill Parter sells once said. Actually said this all why you lift all them weights. Same thing. This is why you lose all them games for these draft this draft moment and why you just, again. I'm so pumped. I'm so pumped for the draft and where the sharks are headed. So uh, make sure you guys are following along. You can also follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Lockdown Sharks. You can follow me on Twitter at Hole. Until tomorrow with our bald king, Tony Ferrari. Bye, friends.